got a story. I've got a story. We've got a story. I'm Brad McEwen, and I'm here to tell that story. This is Beyond the Bank. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Bank. Today, I'm sitting down with my friend Harry Day, the Regional Director of Sales for Spectra Venue Management, the company that manages the Flint River Entertainment Complex here in Albany. Welcome, Harry. So good that you could come in and chat with me today. Thanks for having me. Now, as part of the team in partnership with the City of Albany to manage our entertainment venues, Civic Center, the Municipal Auditorium, Veterans Park Amphitheater, I feel like you're pretty visible inside the community since you've arrived here. But I'm really not so certain that folks have seen what I have seen and the other involvement that you're doing in the community and the way you've just really grown to embrace all. You are a Georgia native. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up. Yep. So born in Georgia, uh, spent most of my childhood in Athens. Uh, My dad's actually uh, in sales in the hotel industry. Uh, So he's worked for all the different brands. Uh, But we have moved all over the state of Georgia, had a small stint in uh, North Carolina and uh, in Texas, but uh, again, spent most of my time uh, growing up in Athens. My uh, dad's side of the family um, uh, was multi-generational in the Athens community. Um, My dad actually, and I know you're a Georgia guy, my dad played high school football at Cedar Shoals High School, uh, played with um, Homer Jordan and uh, Jimmy Payne, uh, both won national championships for Clemson and Georgia. Um, Many moons ago, I guess now. Yeah, a few. yeah, I had that privilege of, uh, you know, just growing up uh, there and, you know, just seeing the the changes and all the wonderful things that's happened in the Athens community for a long time. And, you know, obviously been a born and bred uh, Bulldog fan. <laughs> uh, so ended up there was no other school that I could attend other than the University of Georgia. Uh, so I had a chance to, to go there and um, actually ended up with three degrees at, after the end of it in five years. I uh, met with my wife there um, at a professional bike race called uh, Twilight. It's uh, something that they do annually, um, and it's a really cool thing. If you've never been, I definitely recommend Oh, it's very going. Cool. Um, but met her there. Uh, this was my junior year of college, but she's actually from Lee County, Georgia. Uh, so I actually had my first chance to come to South Georgia and really had never had experience within South Georgia because, uh, you know, again, majority of my time was in North Georgia and my mom's side of the family is actually uh, from Ocala, which is right outside of Gainesville. So her family were Gators. So it was a little bit of house divided, <laughs> but my only experience with South Georgia was basically, I was joking with Kayla the other day, my wife, uh, but my only experience was really stopping on 75 and Tifton at a steak and shake and knowing that we were halfway to Ocala. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so I had the chance to really come down here and uh, experience the the community and her, her my wife's uh, dad is a farmer in Lee County. So I had never experienced agriculture because, uh, again, majority of my time were, you know, uh, in Athens and suburbs of Atlanta. So never had that chance to to see that side of the world. But it was pretty cool. And I've definitely grown to love the culture for sure. Well, it's pretty obvious, uh, you know, since I've met you, uh, how much you, en- you enjoy being down here. Now, I do want to talk a little bit about the uh, the journey. You know, I know that, uh, you know, you came here, obviously your wife's from Lee County, but you and I have talked. So I know that, you know, it was a professional opportunity that brought you here. You know, you were already involved with Spectra. Talk to me a little bit about what you were doing with them prior to coming to Albany and how that opportunity presented itself and, and what you did. Yeah. So actually, when uh, I graduated from school, my original goal was to work in sports, um, sports entertainment side. So I was um, 
had a lot of different internships and stuff when I was at the University of Georgia. Um, I actually had the you know privilege of working in the athletic department with the marketing promotions um, division and got to do some really cool things. I mean, I worked every single football game. A lot of my buddies, you know, were doing other things uh, for tailgating purposes. And I never had a chance to do that, but I always had the privilege of being on the sideline during all the games for my basically four years uh, being there, five. Um, but through that, I had a chance to go and intern with a company called IMG. Uh, it was IMG College Division, it's now Learfield Sports. Uh, but had a privilege of interning with them, ended up getting a full-time job after I uh, graduated with the University of South Florida. We, uh, and that's when I married Kayla, we moved down to Florida and was there for a few years, uh, moved to Greenville, South Carolina. We got a promotion with IMG with Furman University. Um, so I ended up working in Greenville for a little over six years. Um, basically ended up getting two different properties at Furman and Wofford College. Both were about 40, 45 minutes apart from one another. Ended up being the general manager of the sales department there. Um, really just had great opportunities. And even outside of that, even when I was at uh, Georgia, I had the privilege of um, interning with the Atlanta Falcons and worked their training camps. And uh, I worked the, the Chick-fil-A Bowl and got to do a really, you know, a lot of cool things um, in sports. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that I thought it was my end all be all job was to work for that company and uh, just working in the sports industry. But, um, you know, God has different plans, uh, at least for us. So um, ended up uh, leaving the company, uh, got a uh, short job, tenured job with uh, the South Carolina Football Hall of Fame, which was a not for profit organization housed in Greenville. Um, they were a very uh, young group. Uh, they had just gotten their 501c3, but really their main goal and objective was to um, help transition, you know, football players that to educate a lot of folks around in that community that, you know, football is not always the end all be all because there's only a small percentage of those kids that actually make it to college, even the professional level. So I kind of had a heart for that particular mission that they had and, and went in and tried to help them raise more money through some things. And we actually ended up creating this uh, speaker series. It was a monthly uh, get together where we would bring in uh, somebody that was a part of the Hall of Fame. So we had events with uh, Dan Reeves, Steve Spurrier, um, the refrigerator, um, the Perry brothers um, that both, both went to Clemson. So anyway, that was really cool, unique experience, but I knew that that was not going to be able to sustain me and my family, which was at that time a growing family. We were uh, had one child and one on the way. So I started looking um, at other job opportunities and uh, happened to be that this job in Albany, Georgia popped up and uh, I had talked to my wife about it and, uh, you know, to be candid, to be honest, she said, you don't need to apply for that job. I'm not going, I'm not moving home. I don't want to go home. Uh, but anyway, uh, long story short, here we are. So, and uh, you know, my wife now is uh, teaching at the school that she attended um, at Lee County Primary School. You know, now been with Spectra for a little over three years and we love this community. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. For those, you know, listeners who maybe aren't aware of, you know, what the Flint River Entertainment Complex is doing uh, without getting too in depth. I mean, it's a partnership I know with the city of Albany to, you know, manage our entertainment venues. But talk to me a little bit about what it is. Yeah. So Spectra's uh, bread and butter, it, it's really three different companies in one. And it was just mergers over the last, you know, three to five years that just made it more of a a business to help, 
you know, to attend to the needs of a lot of these municipality owned venues. So the industry has changed so much with a lot of privatized venues now um, that when the Civic Center was built, they didn't have that. Um, See, so, you know, really in the late 80s, early 90s, the Albany Civic Center was the only venue that you could play at at that size in South Georgia. It's not the case anymore. So Spectra saw that need and it's not just specific to, you know, Georgia. It's all over the state. There's a lot of municipality run or excuse me, all over the country. There's municipality run venues um, that need that assistance because of the privatizing of a lot of different venues now. So that's what Spectra does. We come in and we help uh, manage the buildings just like it would be privately managed. Um, but we don't take it away um, from the city. It's still city owned. Um, we just kind of help manage it and get it back into the position where it's, you know, not draining the community, but being a successful resource for the community. Well, it makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, local uh, government, uh, they're not in the entertainment business. You know, they don't know how to book uh, artists and, and things like that. So it makes sense to have some expertise in that area if you want to make something viable. Um, so you make that decision coming to Albany, Albany area. You know, you've got a little bit of a challenge in front of you. You know, the Civic Center's had its issues over time. You know, there was a lot of discussion in the community before you got here about what's the future of our entertainment complexes. But um, I know from our conversations, we've had a lot of success and it's been pretty well received. So talk to me a little bit about how that made you feel as somebody coming to the community who intended to lay down roots here and wasn't just coming to manage this and then head up to Macon to see about that civic center and then head up to Augusta to see about that civic center. Yeah. And, and just for my job, particularly in the, the partnership side, you know, my overall objective is to bring in, you know, community support for what we're doing. And, you know, initially just the feedback I was receiving from the community was there's nothing that's been happening to that building in over 10 years. Um, you know, a lot of people have talked about all the the stuff that they, you know, attended back in the late eighties, early nineties, but they said, you know, we haven't been back in that building since, probably late nineties, early two thousands. So, you know, that was a difficult climb to try to get people on uh, board to show, you know, what we were going to try to do. Um, and you know, the, the great thing about it was, is there's so many people in this community that want to see Albany succeed. So, you know, a lot of the, the community support, and I call them foundational partners, the ones that came in on the initial before we even hosted our first show, they wanted to see us do well because they want to see the community do well. And they didn't, they didn't, I mean, obviously the marketing part of it was important, but it wasn't the end all be all for them. You know, obviously the, you know, putting a sign inside the civic center or, you know, stuff we're doing on social media, it was important to them. But the more important thing was just knowing that they were putting their money into something to help be a positive change and to help us support what we, you know, the mission that we were putting in front of them. So, and I think over the last three years, it's definitely been successful. It's, it's incremental successes, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, we didn't want to, uh, we wanted to do it the right way. We were very strategic on the events that we brought in earlier on because we wanted to make sure that those events were going to be well-received, you know, by the community and ones that we knew were successful events in other markets in Georgia that we were already in. So we were able to kind of leverage those relationships to, you know, bring in a WWE wrestling because they were doing a tour and they were going to Macon and Augusta at our other venues to, hey, now we have Albany, let's hit Albany too. So it's been great. And it's one of those things that, you know, we can't be doing the events now without people 
supporting what we're doing. And that's not even just through sponsorships as people just buying tickets to the attend the events. So it's been very well received and, you know, we're continuing to grow the event load now because of that. You know, share with those folks in Albany uh, who maybe don't know how fortunate we are to have three distinct venues to put on shows and how that's been beneficial to us. Yeah. So we're actually able to get a lot more content uh, than most other you know markets because of the fact that we have multiple venues, you know, the auditorium and, you know, everybody tells me that, you know, every, anybody who's attended a show since we've been here, they love the experience that they get at the municipal auditorium just because of the intimate setting that you have in there. You know, it's only 950 seats that we sell after we have the production crew come in and put their stuff in. So, you know, and you're right on top of the stage. So it's really cool, but it's, you know, it's a, you're limited because of the amount of money that you have to pay those artists to come. There's certain price tags on the tickets and there's only so high that you can go on those ticket prices. So we have a limit and a cap to the um, artists that we bring based off of that and the money that we have to pay them. So the civic center comes in on that occasion. And when we have an artist that we need to pay a little bit more, we have more space uh, to be able to put them inside the civic center. And then obviously we can get more uh, seats in there to be able to, you know, make the show make sense. So, um, you know, earlier on, we weren't having to have those issues because the majority of our shows were in the municipal auditorium because we just, frankly, we didn't have the numbers to be able to show the promoters and agents in the civic center to show the success to make them feel comfortable about doing a show in the civic center. And now we have those numbers. That's why you're starting to see a lot more shows move over there. Well, and it's pretty cool for somebody who grew up here and, you know, went to their very first concert in 1988 or whatever to see Bon Jovi, which I think they had the number one record in the country at that point in time, you know, and to think that I hadn't been to a concert there until a few months ago, I go see Dwight Yoakam, you know, and it was like, yay, man, the Civic Center, right on. It, it was just really neat to see. And, I, and, and, you know, as a citizen, it just makes me happy uh, to see things that are bringing everybody together. The amphitheater. You know, you guys have been really pretty strategic about what you've used the amphitheater for. And I want you to talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, well, you know, the the amphitheater when we first got here was always considered an afterthought because it was just one of those things that, you know, the city wanted us to focus our attention on. But, you know, a lot of our attention was being focused to ticketed events and the amphitheater really just doesn't um suit that it's 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 built um with no permanent seating or anything like that so it's very difficult for us to put on a actual ticketed concert because even you know a lot of the logistics it's a little bit more difficult there's no fencing around to barricade you know and all that kind of fun stuff so again it was always considered an afterthought until the pandemic once the pandemic hit and we knew at that point we weren't going to be able to host anything inside in a very long time we started pivoting our focus over to what can we do to provide entertainment to the community and do it safely. And then we started thinking, well, we have an outside venue space that we can start utilizing. So we started looking at, um, you know, the first Friday events that we do now, um, even hosting, never thought in a million years I'd have to do it, but now I'm an official certified race director. That we, uh, <laughs> we posted a bunch of five K's, um, in that space and, um, drive-in movies, all different things like that, that we, we looked at during the pandemic, which a lot of them were so successful that we have now continued to do them even, you know, on the backside of the pandemic. So it's been, uh, it's something that's great. And again, we're not, uh, we're always looking to, you know, expand what we're trying to do. And, you know, the amphitheater is one thing that we are looking at to see how we can 
truly host an outdoor large concert in there and, you know, have it ticketed and, and do it all that way. But I think that's going to be in our, you know, five to 10 year plan. So we'll see where that goes. Pivoting away a little bit from, uh, you know, the, the partnership function in Albany and, and bringing community partners in, you know, recently you were promoted regional director of sales for Spectra. So you've got a territory now that's a little bit bigger than Albany. Share with uh, the listeners the story you told me about, uh, you know, kind of how that came up and uh, some things that were presented to you and decisions that you made. Yeah. So I was, um, I guess, just based off of the success we've had or I've had here in Albany, I had the uh, opportunity to be promoted to a regional director, which basically includes uh, Albany, Macon, uh, Columbus and Augusta. Um, and we're, there's some more things that we're going to be getting soon in uh, Florida that I'll be managing. But, um, you know, really, my director uh, was talking to me about it and he said, you know, um, it's completely up to you, but, you know, you don't have to live in Albany. And I said, no, I mean, I think we're, we're pretty we're pretty set here. And uh, he's like, well, why is that? You don't think you want to try to move to Atlanta? You can be just as close to all those different places and all that kind of stuff. And I said, no, I mean, we're. We're engrossed in this community. Um, I wouldn't envision wanting to be anywhere else. So, you know, for this particular job, I would like to stay here if that's, you know, okay with you guys. And he said, that's absolutely fine. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I think over the last three years, I've never been as welcomed and as involved in a community, at least in my, you know, working career, um, here than I've had anywhere else. Tell me, uh, you know, it's, it's, it can be tough being a new guy, uh, and I'm glad to hear that, that you received a warm welcome. And of course, you know, you've also got your, your wife's family, her extended family and friends who are all, you know, keeping an eye on the new guy here that she's brought down to South Georgia. And uh, talk to me a little bit about some of the uh, the things about Albany that uh, in the greater Albany community that have appealed to you and that have been the kinds of things that, you know, as a as a husband, uh, you know, and a father that you and your wife are talking about when you're making decisions like this? Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, we had a little bit of a, a background just obviously with my wife being from here. So she had a general idea of, you know, where we needed to live and where we needed our kids to go to school and all that, that fun stuff. And, you know, just kind of going off of that, we decided to, to move to Lee County. Um, and even when I got here, I, you know, I kept hearing, you know, a lot of the, just the divide between Lee County and Doherty County. And, you know, even people were asking me like, okay, well, where are you going to go work? And I'm telling them, well, I'm going to work for uh, Flint River Entertainment Complex working down at the Civic Center. They're like, you're going to, you're going to work downtown Albany? I said, yeah. I said, well, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, it, maybe you might need to look at something else. And, you know, it was one of those things that I just had to go and do the research on my own. So, you know, I started investing a lot more of my time to look at, you know, really what's the issue? What's the problem? Because a part of my job, obviously people are going to start coming downtown to go to our events. So what, what's the problem? Why, what's keeping people away from coming down here? So, and I think at that point, that's when I started getting a lot more invested into the positive things that were going on to this community from, you know, getting involved with uh, the chamber, getting involved with leadership, Albany, um, you know, even our local church, um, a lot of that. And really just trying to be more of the, the positive light to impact the community as opposed to the problem. So here we are. <laughs> 
Well, and, and you're being a little modest too, because I know, uh, you know, that love of sports still burns uh, inside you. And of course, but like me, it has shifted to uh, the burn of watching your uh, children develop and, and, and try sports out for the first time. But I know you're involved as a volunteer. You're doing some youth coaching. Talk to me about why things like that matter. Uh, you know, just in, in my heart, I, you know, with my kids, I want to be that positive influence and to try to show them to be the example for a way that I would want them once they get to my old age to be able to do with their kids. Um, so, you know, that's I want them just to see how involved I am into the community and the, the time and the resources um, that they need to put towards something if they want to be a positive impact. And, you know, I want to be an impact on other kids, just even outside of my own. Um, you know, it's, it's been crazy because again, my wife's a, a kindergarten teacher. So she has that mold and that build to be able to, to deal with five and six year olds. Um, uh, but since I've been coaching my boys in baseball and now, and, uh, they just started soccer, um, with the YMCA, um, it, you know, it's not an easy thing to do, but I've really found it very rewarding because a lot of those kids, you know, some of them may or may not have that, um, that impact, at least the, the fatherly, uh, impact that they should get, uh, they don't get it at home. So I try to the best I can to be able to provide whatever, you know, of that, that I can. Well, that's important Harry, because not everybody in the community is trying to do that, you know? So, uh, I commend you for those efforts. Now, along those lines, I want to, I want to go back in time, you know, people who, say things like you just said and, and kind of think about that, that bigger picture, where do I fit in the, in the greater picture of my community? Um, they don't just stumble upon that one day. Uh, was that something that was modeled for you as a child? Did, you know, where does that desire to want to be a positive influence in your community come from? Yeah, I think, uh, a lot of it goes back to my grandfather. I mentioned, um, earlier about the, the generational ties that we have to Athens. Um, my, Dad's dad um, was just about from the stories that I've heard because I didn't have a chance to meet him, but he's just about did what I'm talking about that I'm doing now. He actually started the first Boy Scout group in Athens. Um, he started the first youth uh, football association in Athens, Clark County that's still going, both of which are still going to this day. So I think um, just all the stories that my dad's told me about him is really what I wanted to do, um, into a community eventually, but, you know, truthfully and no knock on major markets, but you know, a lot of the, the places that I've lived in Atlanta and, uh, Tampa and Greenville, those markets, it's not as easy to get connected into the community as it is here. Um, so that's really where I've found my joy and passion and wanting to, to be here because of the welcoming nature of everybody. And, you know, Albany gets a bad rap, but you know, I'm trying to to be here to to be that voice to show that, you know, it's not always the grass isn't always greener on the other side. I think this community's great. We can be our own worst enemy uh, sometimes, but um, I think there's so much uh, positive things that are happening in this community. And, you know, I've heard a lot of it on the podcast that you're doing. So I appreciate, you know, being a part of this thing and helping to share the story. I mean, you hit the nail on the head. There's, there's so many good things going on in Albany. There's so many good people. There's so much to be proud of. And, you know, 
as a parent, you know, you just wonder, you want to make sure it's that way moving forward. And can it even be any better? And uh, so to me, it just seems kind of natural. But I think part of it is you, you, you have to be inspired by others. You have to see that. You know, you mentioned being in other cities, other places, it wasn't quite as easy to get involved. Talk to me about how your efforts to be in, involved in the community, not just seeking out, you know, partnerships for, for Spectra, but volunteering for different things, taking on, you know, tasks that just have nothing to do with anything other than make the community involvement. When you started sort of making, ingratiating yourself with the community, what kind of reception did you get from people? Talk to me about the ways it was a little easier to get involved. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think it's just the people, you know, again, I've, I've seen Albany very much different than, than what I've heard, you know, at least on social media and, you know, what you see on the internet. But, you know, when I got here, I don't know if I was, I definitely wanted to, a lot of the ways of why I wanted to get involved into the chamber was like what you just mentioned. It's one of those things that it's a part of my job is I need to be going to chamber events because I need to try to help network to get you know, sales for the, you know, Spectra, which, you know, that was my first initial um, reason as to why I did it. But then when I went to that first event, the, you know, the welcome that I received and, you know, how they already just kind of made me feel a part of everything that they were already doing. It made me just feel that there was something a little different about this place. So that's why I kept continuing to get more involved. And at that point, it definitely just, it wasn't just about going to try to get more sales for the Flint River Entertainment Complex. It was more about, you know, I'm hearing about all these, these things that are going on in this community. These people are doing all that they can to make it, you know, what we want it to be. And I want to be a part of it. So that's pretty cool, you know, because because a lot of folks can be territorial and you get in those bigger cities and it's hard to crack in. And it's neat to think about the servant leaders in Albany being so excited, you know, it, that in and of itself tells you something that they're like, oh, yeah, man, come on. We need help. The more the merrier. Harry, I do want to touch on a couple of things just because I think it's interesting, you know, sports and nut. Dad, husband, youth coach, uh, but I know you've got some other passions and interests too. So talk to me a little bit about how uh, entertainment management uh, lines up with some of your other hobbies. Yeah. So um, one thing I actually forgot to mention um, earlier in my college days is I, I play acoustic guitar and uh, played in several bars in downtown Athens. That was one of my first uh attempts uh at trying to court my current bride was to get her to come to one of my first shows that i had in athens at a little rinky dink basement bar i don't even remember the name of it um but you know i had a chance to do a lot of that and then once i graduated and we uh again moved to some of these major markets it was very difficult for me to kind of continue that uh trade obviously i kept playing but wasn't able to go you know play in any types of bars any things like that and uh, again, it's one of those weird things that, you know, I, uh, we started looking at first Friday events and I got connected with a local musician here and, um, he started asking me about, you know, just my background and told him a little bit about my history playing music. And he's like, man, I got a show next week. You want to come play with me? And I was like, yeah, sure. So again, it's one of those things. It's, it's crazy. It's the same thing I'm telling you about, like with the, the chamber, you just get to talk, get to know people and everybody just feels, they may not, he didn't know me from, you know, Tom's house cat, I guess is what they say, but, um, 
he, you know, just felt it in his heart to, you know, want to try to welcome me because I was one of those outsiders. And now, you know, I'm um, playing, uh, we play, my wife and I both play at Pretoria now. And uh, we've, we played at Locos a few times in different places around Albany. And um, it's been a lot of fun. It's one of those things I love to be able to share my talent. And um, Albany's been very welcome on that. You know, I just want to say thank you as a you know longtime resident of Albany and somebody who cares about our future for sharing, you know, thank you for sharing your time and your talents with this community. Um, you know, I think I've mentioned on numerous podcasts, I get real excited when I meet folks from, you know, outside Albany who see what I have seen and, and are pumped up to, to, you know, be a part of something and, and move forward. So, you know, I just can't thank you enough for all you're doing. And then, you know, just what Spectra's doing in the community to, to me is, is long overdue. And, and there's a real sense of excitement and positivity around there. And I, and I hope that you feel that from the community. Yeah, um, we definitely do. And uh, we've seen the support. And it's just one of those things I keep telling people that they ask, you know, how how can we help you in your efforts. And the number one thing you can do is just keep buying tickets. So you see a show um, that you want to attend, definitely buy it. If you see a show in other markets that you really want to have it here, let us know, you know, we'll look at it. We don't, we try to keep the pulse on that, uh, the industry at all times, but there may be somebody we're missing. So definitely uh, reach out to us and let us know if there's somebody you want to see. Fantastic. And that extends beyond music, correct? I mean, you, you're you willing right. to look at uh, sporting events and uh, comedians and, and uh, monster truck shows, right? That's right. Absolutely. Well, well, before we wrap up here, I just want to give you one last opportunity. Is there anything that you want the community to know about you, the person, or anything you want the community to know about, you know, Spectra, the Flint River Entertainment Complex, what y'all are doing for this community? You know, I just want to give you the floor to kind of share whatever's on your mind. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I know I've mentioned it before, but I really would like to to figure out a way as a community that we can start seeing the city of Albany in a more of a positive light. Because when we first got here, that's all we heard. Um, and a lot of people thought that Spectre was coming in and, and buying it from the city and we're going to do it so much better and all this kind of stuff. And I think, you know, people just need to make sure if you have concerns about your community, if it's something that you just are seeing things in a negative light, just go and do your research. Um, go, you know, find people that you trust, talk to them about, you know, just what's truly going on in this community. And honestly, you know, if it's something that you can do, if you got your friends and relatives in other areas, go visit those places and talk to them about some of the things that they're dealing with. It's no different than what we have to deal with here. So that's, that's all I can ask. And we just, like I said, we, we need to be a more of a, a positive light on this community for others if we want to see this place grow. I agree. I agree. Well, Harry, thank you so much for uh, for that sentiment and for taking the time to come in and, and chat with me today. I, I truly appreciate it. Appreciate the time. All right, my man. Until next time. Ooh.